This is Seattle's Morning News. The Supreme Court in the next few months is going to take up several cases that could mean big changes in gun control and religious freedom in addition to abortion rights. And liberals are worried that given the current makeup of the court, the pendulum is about to swing to the right and just stay there. Let's go to somebody who's not only argued before the Supreme Court, but has a perfect winning record, former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation brought to you by Madrona Financial Services. So, do liberals have something to worry about here? Yeah, they do. This is a six to three court. So even when Chief Justice Roberts wants to side with the liberals to prevent the court from going too far too fast, as he did in the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare case, he's going to get outvoted. I think this means, for example, that this court might uphold the Texas abortion law. It's possible. Uh, But it's also, I think, possible that in that particular case that one of the other conservatives might join Roberts in voting to strike down the Texas law on some grounds or another, because that will produce such a strong backlash that it could threaten the institution of the court. In other words, could really give momentum to the idea of court packing or instituting term limits on Supreme Court justices or other changes. I think that the other big cases in front of the court, for example, on gun rights, are less likely to produce that kind of shift by a conservative over to work with the liberals, because I don't think they represent the kind of institutional peril that the abortion case does. Now, I think most people by now are familiar with the arguments in the Texas abortion case. Uh, Less well-known is this gun control case out of New York City. So what's at stake there? So in this case, a gun rights group in New York State is challenging a state law that restricts access to concealed carry handgun licenses to people who can uh, demonstrate that they they have a need for self-defense. So you have to actually justify your application for a concealed carry permit to get one. And um, that's, you know, that that that's a law that exists elsewhere as well in some other states. But you know, gun rights advocates are going to argue that, hey, I have a right. I don't have to justify to the government my ability to exercise my right to carry a firearm. So to me, that's a case where you could see five or even six of the conservatives voting to overturn the New York law because uh, they believe that, you know, the Second Amendment is uh, you know, supports just as an important right as other rights in the Bill of Rights. And so the court hasn't addressed that aspect of gun rights yet? Because I know they said you had an individual right to own a gun, right? Right. So now they're taking on this question of what kinds of restrictions can be put on your ability to carry your gun. I see. Not just own it. The Supreme Court justices lately have bristled at this idea that they are political animals because the court is the one institution designed to be expressly apolitical. Except, of course, When you confirm a Supreme Court justice, the first thing members of Congress try to do is try to figure out their politics. So do you think that somewhere in the back of their minds, as they impartially consider these cases, will they pay some attention to how it will look politically to the rest of the country? Yes, I, I think that at the margin that can happen. I think that's exactly what happened in the Affordable Care Act case where Chief Justice Roberts came up with a way to uh, uphold that law uh, that no, literally no one else was arguing, not the government that was defending the law, not 
those of us who were challenging that law, he came up with a way to preserve the Affordable Care Act that no one else uh, had thought of. And I think he did it because he was worried about the Supreme Court being blamed for Americans losing their rights under that law, losing their rights to health care exchanges, for example, or losing their right to uh, uh, you know, be able to obtain insurance regardless of pre-existing conditions. I think he was very concerned about the Supreme Court being blamed for that law being struck down. And because it was a five to four court at that time, he was the swing vote. That's where the dynamics are quite different now with a six to three court. But as we saw in the 1930s, where you had a very conservative court that overturned New Deal legislation left and right, when enough pressure was put on the court, all of a sudden they started upholding uh, Mm -hmm. a bunch of New Deal type legislation. And uh, that just tells us that, you know, the the Supreme Court cares about the law and they also care about the institution of the Supreme Court. And I think that the criticism, the very, very strong criticism leveled at the Supreme Court in recent weeks over their refusal to enjoin the Texas abortion law Mm -hmm. is a campaign of, of intimidation designed to provoke that kind of reaction. I think it's a very calculated effort among uh, abortion rights activists to pressure the court uh, into striking down the Texas law. So when Democrats talk about things like, let's pack the court, the Supreme Court's listening. Absolutely. I I think there's uh, no question about that, because so much of the way the Supreme Court operates is statutory, not constitutional, including the number of Supreme Court justices and the fact that they have lifetime uh, appointments. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thanks very much. Thank you, Dave.